Welcome to the Reinspiring You podcast, a ministry of revitalizing you that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. My name is Jared Williams, and I am glad that you decided to join us today. May this podcast be a place for you to hear teachings, interviews, and stories that encourage you to rethink, regroup, and recharge. Now, here's today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Reinspiring You podcast. I'm glad you're with us. I'm glad you're able to join me today. Uh, today, I want to look at something that is something that maybe we know. It's just kind of one of those, huh, I guess I never thought about it kind of thing before. Uh, a good example of that, and there's a lot of those things in life. A good example of that would be if you think about uh, driving down the road and you know that there's a road sign and you see the road signs along the way. Maybe it's a stop sign you know, or a warning sign like a caution sign, you know, it tells you there's something coming up that you need to be aware of. Uh, you know, it's, there's those kinds of signs, and you see those, and you don't really realize just how big they really are until you're right on top of them. You know, you see them in person, you stand next to them, and you think, wow, those, those letters are really big. The largest letters most people see is, you know, the size 72, you know, on the computer. <laughs> You, know, you don't really realize how big those are. It's something like that. Something you inherently know uh, that, oh yes, those letters have to be big or you'll never be able to read them, but you don't really realize how big they are. It's something kind of like that today. And we're, today we're going to be talking about the power of our words. We realize that words have power, but we don't always think about the power that our words have. If we thought about that and we actually lived our lives that way, I think our lives would be totally different. We would do things differently. We would say things differently. We would approach life differently. So today, the, we were talking about the power of our words. You hear this on the playground, the popular phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Eh, we all know that's not true. It sounds nice on the playground, but we know it's not true. You know, there are, there are science experiments out there. I don't have time to go into all of them, but there are a lot of science experiments that have shown just the amazing power that our words have, whether it's the examples of how well plants do when they are talked to nicely and how they wither when they're talked to not nicely and things like that. Um, and, and if it's so true of things like plants, why wouldn't it be true of people you know, even our, even our pets, our animals, recognize the difference in the way that we speak to them. There's power in what we say to our pets, and we see that, and we see how they respond to us. It's just, it's fascinating when you start to really dive into that. But what's more interesting to me is why our words have power. Why is that? Why do our words have power? And I think... What we really need to do if we're going to examine that is to go back to the beginning. Begin at the beginning, as they say. So for today, to start with, we're going to be looking at the beginning, Genesis chapter 1. And we're going to go through this because so often, if you've ever read this passage, you, you don't really think about what this means. And so many things are very clear of things that were said 
and we don't think about what that what actually happened. So what it says is, starting in Genesis 1, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. Verse 3. Now listen carefully. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, one day. Stop there. You notice that God said, let there be light. God spoke words. And when God spoke those words, power came out of those words that created the light. How that works exactly, though, I don't know. But when God spoke, power came out and light happened. And the other thing that when you begin to follow through that, there was light. God saw the light was good. And then in verse 5, God called the light day and the darkness he called night. When God is calling something, that is something that is indicating more words. God created something, it indicates power. And when God said something, it indicates words. And those words created something which indicates the power behind those words. And God not just called things day and he called it night. He called it morning and evening. He called it a day. And we still use those terms even today, to this day, so to speak. God called something. God used words and said, this is what it is. And that's what it is. That's the power behind God's words in this case. But that's not the only thing. Continuing on, verse 6. Then God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven and there was evening and there was morning a second day. Again, God said, God spoke, and it was. And then after he spoke and what he spoke happened, then he named what he created. He called it that, and that's what it is. That's what we know it to be even today. Verse 9, Then God said, Let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. God called the dry land earth, and gathering the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, a third day. Again, we see God speaking, God talking. And when God is talking, there is power in what he's saying. And he's calling his creation something. He's naming it after he's created it. And we still call it again today. There's a pattern here. You see this. But God's not done. Then God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night. 
Let there be for signs and for seasons, for days and years, and let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light to the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth and to govern the day and the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, a fourth day. The pattern continues here. When God is speaking, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day and the night. He's making the sun, and he's making the moon, and he's making the stars. And he's giving them for what purpose? To create seasons and years. And he's creating time and breaking that time into sections. And he's creating things so that we can identify those things. And he's calling them what we still call them again today. Then God said in verse 20, Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens. God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves with which the waters swarmed after their kind, and every winged bird after its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, a fifth day. Now he's making animals, and he's saying, This is how we're going to do it, this is what's going to happen, and we have animals and they are working exactly the way that God made them to work. They're doing exactly what God told them to do. He said, be fruitful and multiply, and they did, and they still are. That's probably why there's so many bugs. I'm not a huge fan of bugs, but God made them, so I can't complain too much. Verse 24, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind, cattle and creeping things, and beasts on the earth after their kind, and it was so. God made beasts of the earth after their kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them rule over the fish and the sea, the birds of the sky, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. God blessed them. God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of the earth and every tree which has fruit yielding seed and it shall be food for you and to every beast of the earth and every bird of the sky and to everything that moves on the earth which has life. I have given every green plant for food, and it was so. God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Now, there's a lot that's packed into that. And you might be wondering, why am I going through this step by step by step and going through this entire chapter? Well, the reason is because I want you to see that there is a pattern of how God spoke, and it was so. And God called things what he made, and he called them something, and it is still called that today. But notice, it's, what's interesting is by the time you get to the end, and God is making people. When God made people, 
first of all, we are made in God's image. We are not God. We are in the image of God. We are just a, for lack of a better word, a caricature, so to speak, of who God is. We are like God in that sense. God, we are made in God's image. And we are not only made in God's image, but we are given a job. Mankind was given a job to do. God told man, this is what I want you to do. And he's giving man the authority to do that job. And that is to fill the earth, to uh, rule over the earth, over the animals. And so he's giving that authority to man. He's passing on not only the likeness of himself, but also the power that he's has to do things, to speak things. Now, how do I know that? Well, if you just flip a page over to Genesis 2, and you go down to verses 18 through 20, the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called the living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to the cattle and to the birds of the sky and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper suitable for him. And from here, God goes on and creates the woman. Now, chapter 2 is a little more detailed account of some of the things that happened in chapter 1. But it is interesting that God is telling the man, here is your job. You're giving the animals names. Whatever you call them, here we go again, what you call them is what their name is. So the same power that God used when he said, this is going to be called earth, and this is going to be called light and this is going to be called this you know these things that he created he's giving that now to adam the first man to use to name the animals that god made so when an elephant came up he said hmm, you will be called an elephant and it was here comes an animal that's got a very long neck hmm, i will call you giraffe and <laughs> it is a giraffe Hmm, what's this hippity-hoppity thing? Hmm, you will be a kangaroo. Okay, it is a kangaroo. And along comes another small hippity-hoppity thing. You will be a rabbit. Why he didn't call them baby kangaroos? I don't know. Why they're baby, why they're bunnies? I don't know. But that's what he called them. You're a rabbit. You were a kangaroo. You were a giraffe. You're a dog. You're a cat. You're a cow. You're a moose. Whatever he called them, that's what they were. And God gave that power over to Adam. He, God delegated that authority to Adam. And it's the same authority that, that God used when he made things. Now we go all the way back to that to, so you understand that when Adam spoke that, there was power in what he said, and that's how he used those to call those names. So, now that we've looked at how our words got power in the first place, I'm almost out of time for today. So, unfortunately, we will have to continue this next time, and we will be looking at 
death and life and being in the power of our words and what that means. So check us out for part two of this episode. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Reinspiring You podcast. We are glad you took the time to invest in your life today. As always, make sure you have subscribed so you don't miss any episodes. If you like what you've heard today, feel free to drop us a note at rypodcast at protonmail.com. You can also connect with us via the Revitalizing You Facebook page. Please note, homeopathy does not treat an illness. It addresses the entire person and is a matter of the body caring for itself. If you need treated or diagnosed, we here at Revitalizing You believe that the advice of a professional physician is in order. If you would like more information about an online homeopathic class or personal consultation, visit the Revitalizing You website at revitalizingyou.square.site or connect with us on Facebook. The Reinspiring You podcast is a ministry of Revitalizing You that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. Until next time, may you have reoccurring success and God bless.